Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three, three. Thanks for joining the Backlook Cinema Podcast with Zach and Zoe. On this show, we take a look back at the movies of yesteryear. That means we're going to talk about some of the best movies from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. So thank you for joining us. Now let's get it started in here. Hi, this is Zach. This is Zoe, and welcome to the Backlook Cinema Podcast. We're Zach and Zoe, and the reason we started this show was to strengthen the bond between my son, Zach, and me, Zoe. We watched movies that I loved when I was growing up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we get Zach's impressions on these great movies. If you like our show, then rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser.com, or your favorite podcast app. And please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find the details in the show notes. Now... This is going to be probably a, a shorter show because we watch uh, like a, might as well call it an indie film. It felt indie to me. It's, it's an indie style film. So it's, it's not going to be a whole lot of trivia and a lot of the actors that we're going to talk about uh, in the beginning where we talk about, you know, who played who or whatever. A, lo- a lot of those actors had had very small appearances, but, but we're going to talk about them regardless. So uh, we, we, what you been up to? Nothing much is playing Apex and Smite. That's just about it. Okay, so are they feeling better to you? No, just <laughs> I'm still dealing with people who don't know what they're doing or just being very toxic, and you know. It's... So the toxic people and noobs. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, uh, but you got out that that outrider. You're not you're not in the outrider game no more. You say once I beat it, I'm not going back. Oh, okay. especially if it's an MMORPG like that. No, thank you. Just anything with Avengers. The moment I beat it, no point in going back. I beat the story. No, thank you. I didn't like what you guys was doing. Yeah, well, they got new stories. In Avengers, Unless it was you, like, like Destiny know. Two, that kept me going for a little bit until DLC came out, killed one of the characters, and I went, you know what? No more Destiny Two for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, what you call it? Because uh, Avengers is about to come out with. I haven't played it in a while, but they're about to come out with. Yeah, their, with Black uh, Panther. Black yeah, Panther, I know. And I'm like, you know. Congratulations, good for you. But where's my <laughs> Spider-Man, huh? I know, right? They're taking a long time with Spider-Man. And I'm not... sorry. You promised me Spider-Man though, with your, hey, where's Sony? We got Spider-Man. Sony, right. where's my Spider-Man? Not, not only that, but I think it's just the character. It's not going to be like all the other characters that have been introduced. They had a whole story connected to it. But I don't think Spider-Man going to have a story. I think it's just going to be a character. That's, 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 that's all I ever wanted with Spider-Man to be the game. Right, so right. I can gloat and be like, like, ha, ha, ha. Get PlayStation, guys. I got Spider-Man. Because you ain't getting Spider-Man. I, you're, you're, right. you're not going to get the first Spider-Man on PS4. You're not going to get the Miles Morales. You better get a PS4 or PS5. Because, haha, you suck as an Xbox player because you don't got Spider-Man. Right. Well, yeah. And the other thing is that uh, they should have... Uh... Drop Spider Man like in the beginning, and it they should have dropped day yeah. one. Drop bam, yeah, Spider Man. Forget Iron Man. Forget Captain America. Forget the Hulk. I got Peter Parker, Spider Man. Right. So um and so yeah, I've I've been playing mainly Outriders. Sometimes I don't even play anything else. I only sometimes I don't even play uh Outer Outer Worlds. I'm almost done with the game, but I'd be pausing hard. I I, I might go two or three weeks without playing Outer Worlds to just stay whole hard on Outrider because it's uh. I don't know. It's gotten better. It's like I hadn't really played uh, those uh, drop. What do they call them? Drop shooters, shoot droppers, drop and shoot, drop, shoot and loot. I don't know. Shooter shoot and looters. Yeah, I, I, shoot you know, and loot. I not, guess I don't know. Not you know. I'm not really about that shooter looter life. So, uh, and I'm I'm sure that there are better games. But um, I I was like uh, 
Yeah. And it's got it's 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 starting to get I don't know, I guess because of the updates, it's starting to get a lot easier because I'm getting a legendary weapon. So sometimes I can just mow through people. <laughs> I hate the game so much because I rarely got anything legendary and I didn't look there, but you know what? Screw this game, screw the rate drops, screw right, everything. Right. Yeah, they, they fix the, the rate drops, so you get legendary weapons, or at least you get the uh the what do you call those modifiers you can modify your weapons with let it i guess it's already too late beat the game there's the the damage has already been done right they should have been had this you know kinged out been like should we even make this that difficult nah nah, (laughs) uh, i think it'll be fine frank let's go ahead and ship it like it is right so uh what i (laughs) like one of my favorite uh power-ups like when you shoot somebody and then you get random lightning strikes so as you suit in somebody, sometimes the bullets will give you a random lightning strike. For so I me, really it that. was basically every time I reload, they turn into ice. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that, that's neat I too. love that. Right. But it doesn't work well on bosses. I'm like, I hate it. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of those powers like, don't work well shoot, on bosses. Reload. Freeze for 1.1 seconds. Unfreeze. And I'm like, <laughs> not even not a second. Fair. It's a, right. It's a fraction of a second. But I do like uh, the other one that's good is. Like when your health get low and they and the enemies get close to you, they'll freeze when they get close to, when they touch you. If your health is low, it's like below thirty percent. So th- that helped me go through a lot of uh, that that helped me get through a couple of bosses. But um, yeah, it's I mean, before when I was just doing it over and over and over again, I would get stuck. Now, I just it only takes me a couple of times, and sometimes it's like you just gotta switch out the right powers with the right weapons or the, or the right armor. And once you get that magic combination, you can just mow through them. So that's <laughs> what my favorite thing about the game. And uh, I also, you, you're familiar with The Witcher, right? Oh, yeah, you played the game. You played yeah, The I Witcher played 3. Just a little bit. So you're you're aware that it's based on a book series. Yeah. So uh, I, I delved into the book series. Now, what I did not realize was that I, I wanted to start from the beginning, but wasn't I, I didn't pay attention when I bought the book. So I was reading the book, and I was like, man, this, it seems like... He's writing it as though the Witcher is known already. Like I suppose to know who the Witcher is. And I realize I'm I'm on the last book called Season of Storms and not the first book. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, that that's why this isn't real. Well, I've been playing the game and I've seen the series, so I understand what's going on. But a lot of the stories that are explained in the TV series have nothing to do with what I'm reading now. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, I'm I'm totally out of time. But then again, the Witcher TV series is told out of time, so it's like it jumps backward and forward. So uh, I guess it's not that hurtful. But anyway, uh, so I'm on Season of Storms by Andres Sapkowski, and uh, it's narrated by Peter Kenny. And it's funny, right, because it's like Peter Kenny is, I don't know, Irish or Western England or something like that. So his accent... Is way different from what you're used to seeing in in The Witcher or The Witcher video games, so so that's kind of funny. So that that took a little getting used to, and the story is interesting. So, you know, I think I, I'll keep up with it. So, um, anything else you've been up to? Uh, no, no, I've been waiting for the Far Cry game to come out, the new de- uh, the Demon Slayer game to come out. Just waiting for those two. All right. Any any uh. TV shows or anything that you're getting into? No. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the episodes I told you to watch? I watched one. Okay. You're talking about from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Uh, so I only watched one. So I'm going a, I'm to a watch some more. I only watched the first episode. I was like, okay. Okay. That's interesting. I see what they're working with. <laughs> so I watched it on Hulu. So I didn't, wanna, so I didn't have to uh, mess with the PlayStation. So I, I'll start watching some more. And then I can watch it on the road. But I just hadn't had time. Or I didn't take the time to watch when I was on the road. 
Uh, and then also, uh, What If came out. Have you seen that? No, not yet. Oh, okay. I want to try to watch that, too. If I hadn't overslept, I would have watched it and a movie, uh, but did not. Um, and did you know that there was a after-after credit scene in The Suicide Squad? Uh, if I remember that was one of the Easter eggs, and you know, I was like, I didn't know, but I was like, oh, right, right. I was James uh, Gunn put a Marvel in a DC movie. Oh, right, I should have right. known. I, I, yeah, I should have known. And and yeah, it was an after after Easter egg, and I was not aware of it. I don't want to say what that Easter egg egg is now, but um, only to say that one of the characters didn't die. I'll just say that, and uh, and they and that's what they show after all of the credits. So I'm like, okay. I missed that. I'll, I'll catch it later. <laughs> I think I'm going to watch it on Monday. I'm going to watch it the whole movie again because that movie is fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again too because right. I was like, you know what? I want to see that. I want to see that first 15 minutes again. Right, that, right, right. That first 15 <laughs> minutes had me hooked. Right. That first 15 minutes is hard. So uh, speaking of movies, what movie did we check out? Menace to Society. Menace to Society. It goes hard. It's go, right. It goes hard, man. It just goes hard. You hard? It's just horde, man. What, what's young, this movie about? A young street hustler attempts to escape the rigors, rigors, yep, rigors and temptations, temptations of the ghetto in a quest for a battle for a better life. Yep. So and that uh, was by IMDb. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. You you had trouble with the word rigors. You know what that means? No. That means hardships. He he's trying to escape from the hardships or the rigors and temptations of the ghetto, right? And that's what a lot of these types of movies are about so it kind of started with uh boys in the hood and then after boys in the hood you kind of have a lot of these types of movies because they're extremely profitable right so yeah boys in the hoods that that was extremely profitable you had uh there was another one called baby boy and i think that's a sequel or a spiritual sequel to boys in the hood i'm not exactly sure and that was a that was a movie to start tyrese and then there's a minister society and uh, there was a couple of other ones so a lot of these is, is about the same size. They, 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 uh, even um the juice, the the one we saw, uh, for Black History Month. So even even that, it's basically about them trying to escape that ghetto lifestyle. So, uh, but they all tell it from like a different perspective. So this is told from a perspective from a dude that, like, a lot of times it's you don't want to say that that it's told from his perspective of an innocent dude, but he's not really all about that you know, gangster lifestyle. It's usually told from that perspective. But in Minister Society, the main character is all about the gangster lifestyle. Yep. It's, it's how he grew up. That's all he know how he lived. That is what his mama and dad are taught him. And and that's the lifestyle that, that he expects to live. So uh, this movie was released May 31st, 1993 by New Line Cinema. It grossed over $27 million in the U.S. and Canada on a approximately $3 million budget. I think it was like $3.8 million. So it's like almost $4 million. And it, and it got uh, rave reviews. So from $3 million to $27 million, like I said, extremely prop- profitable. Now, uh, obviously, they can't make it for much money in order to gain a profit, but that's how a lot of these movies uh, are made. So, I mean, it, it's it's actually kind of same as like rom-coms. Rom-coms are extremely cheap. But they're extremely profitable at the same time. So who's in this movie? Ty Tyren. That's probably right. Tyren Turner, who is playing as Kane, 
He was in Panthers, Chicago Hop, and Meet the Blacks. Okay, so oh, that's supposed to be Hope. <laughs> that's a oh, uh, Hope. Okay. Yeah, Chicago Hope is a popular TV series. And uh, Meet the Blacks was a movie that came out a couple years ago. Panther was also one of those uh, hard, conscious movies uh, about uh, empowering black people. So this movie also stars Lorenz Tate as O-Dog. And he was in Crash, Love Jones, and Ray. And he's one of the few people who's had a stellar career after this movie. Uh, June... I should probably skip the next two, but no, go ahead. We'll just read it. Go ahead. <laughs> June Kyoto? Kyoto. Kyoto Lu. He, uh, that was a grocery store woman. She was in Big Trouble in Little China, Blood Work, and Lady in the Water. Yeah, so uh, that's the trouble with somebody like getting your the, the list of stars off of IMDb. Sometimes IMDb puts them in a stupid order. So, because she was only in the first like yeah the part first, of the film right film. Yeah. and then uh also toshi tata just the grocery store man he was in just married pearl harbor and letters from iwo jima so basically these two characters they were in the very beginning of the movie and uh they played the korean uh store uh owners i'm pretty sure that was chinese not korean it could have been chinese it's usually it's korean it could have been chinese but it's because usually chinese people usually start restaurants and korean usually starts uh, grocery stores. Well, go go on. <laughs> uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Tat Lawson. Tat? Tat? Yep, sounds good to me. Uh, he was in Just Completed the Prodigy. <laughs> protege. Oh, Protege. <laughs> filming, Blaze, uh, oh, filming Blazing Samurai, The Marvels, and Secret Invasion. Right. So uh, Samuel L. Jackson has an expansive film uh library he well resume he has an expansive film resume and i could go over and over all the films that he's done so instead this time i decided to talk about some of the movies his upcoming projects so as zachary read he just completed protege you probably seen the trailers for it it looks really good have you seen the trailer no oh my god you gotta watch it so it's him he i get the sense that he's not going to be in the movie for long but uh, so I mean, apparently if, he's. If the movie's called Protege, of course he's not going to be in the movie. For right, long. he's he's uh, he's the uh, the Teacher, the mentor, sensei, right, right, whichever. Yeah, he's going to be the mentor, and then he's he's got this young woman who's his protege, and something happens where she has to get revenge on this other dude played by Michael Keaton, right? So he's she is definitely she's gunning for him basically she's gunning for michael keaton so it looks like it when you see the trailer for this movie and uh the action sequences look bananas it looks amazing i can't wait to see it so also uh he's filming blazing samurai i have no idea what that's about and uh the marvels obviously have you seen i've seen set pits of the marvels i don't know if you've seen it no actually i don't know if i've seen anything i think the set pit i seen was from the first movie so he's filming the Marvels right now. So that's going to be uh, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and the other Captain Marvel, who's probably, I don't know if she's going to be called Captain Marvel in this movie, but she was once called Captain Marvels in the comic books. And yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah, then they changed it because they had some type of whatever. It's like uh, DC when they have the Infinity Crisis. They was like, hey, let's change up some origins because, you know. Well, no, they, did, they didn't change up the origin. It's just that. Not the origin, just gave her a new name. Yeah, they just gave, like, she's she's gone through several names. Like, she's been uh, Photon, she's been Spectrum, 
She's and but her original well well when she first became a superhero and there was no Captain Marvel in Marvel Comics, she took on the mantle of Captain Marvel. And so uh but then when another character became Captain Marvel, she changed her name to Photon. It's all very confusing. But anyways, <laughs> it's gonna be called the Marvels, and I have no idea what this character is gonna be called in the movie. Now, also, uh, he's filming Secret Invasion, so I imagine he's filming it at the same time. That's a TV series, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, who's, oh, shoot, I don't know why yeah, that's I highlighted, you, too. Well, uh, no, go ahead, read it anyway. Exactly. I messed up. My Anthony bad. Johnson as Tony. He was in Friday, The Players Club, and I got I got the hookup. Right. And uh, then it's Brandon Hammond. He was a, he played five-year-old Kane. He was in Soul Food, Space Jam, and Mars Attacks. So a little kid. That um that you saw in the, uh, in the flashback scenes, uh, he was uh, he was a son in Space Jam. I know, no, right, was he, right, he was yeah. Either the little, he was either playing. He was a, the one playing basketball. The little kid playing basketball. Okay, yeah, he was a younger version of him then. Right. Well, basketball. he's he's younger in this movie than he was when he was playing. No, Space that's Jam. what I'm saying. Like yeah, he was yeah. playing as a younger one. The right, younger, right. Uh, Michael Jordan. Right, he played the young Michael Jordan. So, uh, and then he was also he was the. Basically, one of the main characters in um, Soul Food, which is a lot like, well, Soul Food is not about the gangster life, but it definitely deserves to be on the list. Mm. But uh, what you call it? So, yeah, he was in a, he played the little boy in a lot of these movies, and then he kind of, I guess, stopped acting. Uh, so, go we on. We have Glenn Plummer. He was Pennell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Gifted, City of Lies, Imperial Dreams, and South Central. So you you remember uh, Purnell? Uh, no. So Purnell was in the beginning of the movie at first. Oh, him. And he was showing the little kid how yeah, to, how hold, to a hold a gun. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, when he was in jail. So there's also uh, Reginald Ballard. He played Clyde, and he was in Horrible Bosses and Martin. Uh, Condi. Condi Alexander. He was. Oh, C. Oh, my bad. (laughs) That's all Uh, right. Karen Lawson. That's who she was playing as. He was in CSI, CSI, uh, CSI, Miami, uh, Patriot Days, and New Radio. Right. She's been in a bunch of TV shows and movies. So there's also Sharif. He was playing played by uh, Harold. Oh shoot! Did I get this mixed up? Hold on a second. No. Okay, I mixed it up. The actor's name is Harold Lawson. And Harold Lawson played Sharif, and he was in Training Day and Mercy for Angels. Mm-hmm. Then you had Jada Pinkett Smith as Ronnie. She was in The Matrix Reloaded, Ghost Trip, and Scream 2. And so there were a couple of important actors that I didn't see on the list because I'm scrolling through and I'm trying to. I, and I imagine that the first like 10 or 15 are, well, how many I got here? Like 10. So the first 10, 12 actors those are the main characters but then they skipped over some of the most important actors so they skipped over like charles s dutton and he played uh let me see if i can see his name up here um he oh he played sharif's father that was the dude that kind of came out on on the cookout and then he also trying to talk some sense and it came when he was in the classroom because apparently he's a teacher I don't know why you didn't, you know, it's just instead of going by what the list is, just make sure you get the important ones down next time instead of going what the list gives you. 
I oh, think yeah. that would be better for it, you to Because the list is usually right. No, no, but it wasn't stop. right this time. No, you remember, with the, remember with the Suicide Squad one? Yeah, we had to look through that to make sure because they didn't list everyone down in order. Right, as you right, think. Right. No, they mm-hmm. didn't. So, uh, who was the... This well, I think that was on purpose because they're not trying to spoil the movie. So, I don't hear that. No, uh, excuses. <laughs> but but in this in this case, yeah, they kind of skipped over Charles S. Dutton. And then there was another one. I can't remember because I got to Like the grandparents? Not necessarily the grandparents. He would, they were sort of important. I, but, they, you know, I guess I could have. I mean, they're not that important. Now, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I can't remember. But there was another actor that, that was kind of important that should be on his list. Anyway, we'll, we'll probably think of it later on. Who Who is this directed by? Directed by Albert Hughes and Alan Hughes, the Hughes brothers. They did Dead President Menace to Society. Uh, from hell and the book of eli yeah so uh wow that's uh they did some great films yeah dead presence is another one of those gangster flicks uh but also from hell which is way different from what they started off doing because like when they started they was doing a lot of urban dramas like this movie dead presidents and then move over to from hell do you know about from hell no from hell is a drama that stars who was that dude that was on Edward Scissor's hands? Uh, Johnny Depp. And it's basically based on a comic. I want to say by Ellis. I don't know. It was based on a very popular comic at the time. And it's about... Oh, shoot. I don't know. Is it about Sherlock Holmes? I don't know. Somebody famous. And and they're going to solve a crime, but he's also a drug addict. So... <laughs> and then they also did um, The Book of Eli. Do you remember that movie? I remember it. Man, that's one of my favorite movies. So From Hell, I guess, takes place in London. Yeah. Oh, it Jack... was looking for Jack the Ripper. Yeah, right, right. So uh do you do you see who it was written by? Uh, is it Ellis? I'm looking on tell me who is no, I see. The comic was produced. written by. Or are you uh, looking at the movie? It's, 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 oh, it's gonna take you a while to find Alan out. Alan Moore. Yeah, Alan Moore. One of the he's one of the great comic book writers of our time. He's also kind of ornery. So this the movie was written by the Hughes brothers and Tiger Williams. Tiger Williams basically did the screenplay. So um, once again, the Hughes brothers, so they write and direct like a lot of the early films. So they wrote Dead Presidents and Menace to Society. And Tiger Williams, he wrote The Perfect Guy. And he's one of the writers for Snowfall. Snowfall is a very, uh, it's basically, a, uh, I think it's HBO, is on HBO, one of those strings. One of those channels. Uh, but it's a very popular show that I've heard about but never watched. So it, that's about the, the uh, the I think, the start or upcoming or the, the origins of the cocaine crack epidemic, I guess. I don't know. But I heard it's good. So <laughs> uh, who's next? Uh, this is music by Quincy Jones. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It's supposed to say Quincy Jones III, but nobody says oh, that. Quincy Jones III? Yeah, but nobody says that. They just call him Quincy Jones. He's one of the greatest uh, musicians of our time. You know, he's basically responsible for the Motown sound, you know, brought up a lot of upcoming singers. But I w- the, the soundtrack itself wasn't all that impactful for me because I looked at the list of this the singers in the soundtrack because he undoubtedly put it that together and I was like eh, I'm not I'm not feeling any of these songs or these musicians so I mean well I like the musicians I just wasn't feeling a lot of the, the music that was on the soundtrack but um you know he's uh responsible for for that 
the era of music I was growing up, he, he was responsible for a lot of that. So um, the executive producer was Kevin Morton. Anything you want to say about him or nothing? Nope, nope. All right. I'm that, good. <laughs> and that's it for the rundown. If you're enjoying the show, remember that you can get t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, face masks, jerseys, and more at our website, backlookcinema.com, where you can click on click the link to either teesprings.com or tpublic.com. Now we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back to talk about our favorite parts of the movie, some movie trivia, and find out what some of the critics thought. This is a public service announcement from the LAPD. Be on the lookout for a murder suspect, Mr. Kevin Anderson, also known as O-Dog. Mr. Anderson is 15 years old, black, 5 foot 6 inches tall, muscular with a light build. Mr. Anderson was last seen wearing his hairstyle as box braids. Mr. Anderson is wanted for questioning in a heinous murder of Toshi Toda and his wife, June Kyoto at their Watts convenience store earlier this summer. If you see a young man matching this description, contact the police. Do not approach. Mr. Anderson may try to offer you a hamburger that he got off a crackhead. If anyone approaches you offering you a hamburger that they got off a crackhead, then that's probably Mr. Anderson, also known as O'Dog. Run away. Run far away. He's armed and highly dangerous. We're back. Once again, thanks for joining us. You can keep up with us by following us on our socials, on Instagram and Facebook at Backlook Cinema Podcast, and on Twitter at Backlook Cinema. We encourage you to leave feedbacks, comments, suggestions, etc. Or you can email us at fanmail at backlookcinema.com. So, Zachmo, as your grandmother calls you, what's some of your favorite parts? <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite parts. Uh-huh. That's what we're doing. Favorite parts. I, I almost, I yeah, was yeah, yeah. I know. It's chipping. Uh, the beginning part of the movie was good. Yeah, that that is the most impactful part of the entire film. Film starts off with a bang. It's it's, it's old shocking and chain going to a uh liquor store. I said a liquor store, yep. convenience store, basically. Yeah, it's a convenience store. And because of how the time it was back then, where even now. I mean, in some pra- in certain places, what well, you're not gonna see it here, but even now in certain places. But go on, where basically they go in, going to get a drink, and you have one of the owners of the store basically following them, just to make sure they don't steal anything. Right. And now because of his old dog being himself, he's telling her to bug off and leave them alone because they're not gonna steal anything and they'll pay. And then because it's old dog, I believe he was the one first one to take a drink. No, no, it might have been Kane. Yeah, Kane. What? Yeah, it's Kane. Kane goes ahead and opens the drink and starts drinking it. And then, you know, the male owner gets, you know, just wants them to hurry and get out. Just hurry and pay and get out. They go pay. And then the male owner just goes, I feel sorry for your mother. And that's basically O-Dog's trigger to which he gets mad, goes up. And the owner just really wants them to get out even more now because he does not want any trouble. But because it's old dog, he does not care. And he goes ahead and shoots the owner in the head. Then he, you know, lays a little more bullets in the body that's already dead. Goes to the woman, forces her to get the tape, and then shoots to kill her because can't have any witnesses. Right. And so uh, they make off with the security video tape. Yeah, the security tape. 
that they and, of them and, and some the store. money, but it wasn't that much money. Well, no, he, he it wasn't enough, a lot of money in the drawer, but the owner, the drawer, hid, but the owner had like I guess enough money in his socks. Right, he hid all the real cash in his socks and in his uh, I think it's in his shoe or something. I mean, it was in his socks and pockets, and I was like, okay, that was a good one. Uh, trying to figure what was another good scene. Uh, I guess when they go to the, it's him, it's Kane and his cousin meeting up some friends at a party. And it's like after the party, they go and even before that, old dog is basically showing off the tape. And Kane is like, "Why are you doing that? Right? That is the most you? dumbest thing you can do. We have the tape." just destroy it and we're safe right 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 but you know old dog doesn't care because he thinks he's safe and no one will snitch right so they leave uh they leave the party uh old dog and some other people stop at a gas station while chain and his cousin are in the car going about to uh at a stoplight now while they're at a stoplight another car pulls up and basically was gonna jack them but it wasn't gonna be a clean jack no 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 they decided to go ahead, pull the guns out, kill the cousin, shot in the head, and shot uh, Kane in the in his shoulder. I believe the left shoulder blade. The right. other guys, you know, the other group hears it. They go and see. Uh, I forgot who was the one that didn't want to leave the. Co- it was one of the kids that didn't want to leave Sarif. the cousin. Yeah, Sharif didn't want to leave the cousin behind. Right. Even though Odo was like he's already dead because he got shot in the head. Right. So uh, what you call it? So. Yeah, so they was in two separate cars. Yeah, two separate so cars. So the uh, Kane and his cousin were in one car, and they pulled up, and then another car, and I think Kane had a like a Mercedes Benz. Another car pulled up to jack him up, and there was a bunch of dudes in that other car, and they all pulled out their guns, and and Kane's cousin, he was like, he was trying to tell Kane to get out the car, and then he slowly trying to pull out his little pistol, when everybody else got all of their guns pointing at him already. So so why are you trying? Just he didn't want to. He didn't want to give up without a fight, which is what he should have done. And so, because uh, he, he was basically outgunned. He, he didn't move fast enough. And that that's why they shot him, because he wasn't moving fast enough. And so they suspected something was up. So they started blasting him. And so even though Kane had started to get out the car, he had got blasted with basically with straight bullets because they weren't aiming at him. And uh, and Kane's cousin had the most of it. Ah, killed it. It was like a fruit fly or something crawling up my computer <laughs> so uh what you call it so then the second car pulls up with kane's friends as old dog and sharif and all and all them there's like five dudes in the car so they put put kane in the car and they was going to drive him to the hospital because you know there are no cell phones back then or not any that anybody really had access to and then um and sharif he stayed behind and basically stayed with uh, Kane's cousin till Kane's cousin died. So yeah, that was that was also like a hard, hard, hard knock life right there. That was just messed up. <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, then you have the part where Kane, Old Dog, and I forgot the other guy's name, who was basically the older person in the group, decided to get revenge for Kane's cousin. And they only find two of the members anyway. They didn't find the other. I think there's like two other ones. Yeah. Two. They didn't find the other two. They got the main two, I guess. I'm going to try to find it, the name of the other dude. You said the older dude. Uh, yeah. So his name is... Um, Hold on. The grocery store. Grocery store. Tat. Tony. 
Pernell, Clyde, Carol. I get his name. I think yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't get his name. And yeah, so that, that was another actor that I should have got. Yeah, now. exactly. And then you know they go, and even before that, there's a scene where they're all hanging out, and I don't know, I don't know what the other guy's name is, but he comes out, gives old dog, I believe, a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. One of the characters come yeah, out, give him a shotgun. Give him a shotgun. So they go out, and the plan is that. Kane and Old Dog would go around because they find the other two at this drive through driving fast food um, place. I don't know. Old Dog already knew where they like to hang out. Yeah. So so he knew where they like to hang out. And he knew what time they like to hang out. So it's basically a, a is you know that that Chinese place across the street mm-hmm. that's called what's that called? It's it's not a takeout, is it? So it's so that's an outdoor takeout yeah. place. So they're up there trying to mack on this girl. And uh, basically trying to get free food. So old dog king go around they, they go park around behind. The right. And they go around the other side where the blind spot is at where they don't see them. And the two turn oh. around, old dog and king suits them. One of them looks like he was about to get away, but that's when the other guy comes out saying, Oh, do you need help? And shoot him point blank in the chest. Right. Finishing right. him off. And right. then they drive off. Right. Uh uh perfectly executed murder. It's like uh my feelings is that I hate these dudes. There's no, there are no good guys here. I hate all these dudes, but at the same time, I'm glad I, that they got revenge. Right? <laughs> I have complex feelings. <laughs> well, well, uh, I also like the part where uh, when they got Kane into the hospital after he got shot in the shoulder, they took Kane to the hospital. They basically carried him in. He up there choking and coughing up blood, which is weird for him to cough up blood if he didn't get hit in the body. That he got was shot of, in the shoulder. Right. So. so why is he coughing up blood? That was kind of dumb. Anyways. <laughs> and, uh, he gets, uh, they bring him in and they just like, we need you to fill out form. Man, we we can't be filling out forms. He bleeding to death. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, another good scene is when they are given the task to hijack a car. And make sure they don't damage it. And it's old dog Kane and again the older guy. They go in to this parking garage. Security's looking at him because he's like, okay, I already know they're suspicious because it's weird for a car to come in and not check in or whatever. Well, he came in with four people and then left with just two people. So that's also well, no, it was no, only uh, three. It was of them. only three of them. So it but came they, in with three people but they and ducked, left with one. But person. they ducked so they wouldn't see. Right, right. But right. again, the guy already found that suspicious when a car came in and not checked in. Right, whatever. Uh, Kane and Old Dog are going ahead, jacking the car. They get in, they drive out. But before they can fully get out, three cop cars are already there. So they decided to run down deep inside the garage, go down like below. I don't, was, they was trying to hide. They was trying you know, to hide. You right. know that was going to be pointless regardless. Well, they well, the police bought dogs. They probably would have worked the poli- yeah. had the police not brought their dogs. Maybe. <laughs> the, yeah, the police bought a dog. The dogs... I, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure the dog's supposed to sniff something first. No. Well, if the dog is just looking for a person, then it doesn't matter. I guess. Yeah. If the dog was looking for a particular person, then yeah, you would need to sniff. The dog would need to sniff something right. so that they can find a person. But if the dog is just looking for a person, like anybody, then yeah, it, they can just let the dog loose. The only problem I was see with that is that because the dog is not looking for a particular person, 
He's just looking for a person. It could have been just like innocent person. Oh yeah, it could have been there. someone down there, or it could have went the other way. Whatever. <laughs> right, right. It could have been like an innocent person going down there, just uh, you know, parking their car. Next thing you know, the, the dog is attacking them, and they ain't had nothing to do with it. So that's that's kind of messed up. It, so, it seems to me irresponsible. Yeah, right? they get they get caught, but because old dog is underage, which is uh, which makes me question the first thing on why he's drinking anyway then and i'm like you know it doesn't even matter it's well true. a lot of them underage kids yeah, be drinking yeah. <laughs> i mean kane was like what 18 and i was like i guess okay fine whatever yeah in order for uh well yeah kane would have to be 18 but in order for tate to be a minor he would have to be 15 which is weird because he looks way older than 15 yeah and i was like okay <laughs> old dog basically is like okay you know here's a warning blah da da Kane gets like I guess a week or so in prison, whatever. He he gets like a week in jail. A week but in jail. He, then they find uh. Then they find out that because they took his fingerprints, they found out that it matched the same ones at the same uh, convenience store where he had bought his beer and his friend Old Dog killed the two owners. Right. Oh, and that they had the interrogation Which scene so that was did not put down and i noticed right 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 that was bill dukes you remember bill dukes yeah he was mac and predator right 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 i i, I forgot he was in this movie that was a, he, he, he basically said, he's interrogating chain and he's telling chain basically like okay so you bought the beer at 11 kane's like yeah i bought the beer at 11 and then it's like he changes it so he can catch him slipping, which he does. Right, right. It's like, oh, so uh, you bought? The, you mean you bought the bill at twelve? It's like, yeah, yeah I bought, bought the bill at twelve. 12. And he's like, like, see, yes, where well, you fucked up. Right, you know, you know, you fucked up, didn't you? You know, you fucked up, didn't you? But they, they didn't have anything on them, so they and had. And the to reason why they couldn't have anything on them other than the blue uh, fingerprints is because they don't have the tape. Right. Without right. the tape, there they can't say for sure if he was a part of it. Or if he had any acknowledgments of it. Right, right. And the only thing he could use as a story is like, yeah, I was there. We left. I left. Two other people came in. And that's it because I dropped my beer. Right, right, right. And again, the only thing was like, okay, so you dropped your beer, but no one cleaned it up. That's kind of weird. Right. Yeah, but he didn't really have anything because they really couldn't even say. Like his, Kane's mistake is that he could have just not said anything. Right, because he has the right not to speak. The first thing the police tell you is that you have the right to remain silent. So I'm gonna get to that part later too. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Uh, what else was a good scene uh, out there? You know, old dog is still basically showing his tape to people and thinking about selling it too. Right. Fifty nine ninety nine. I'm like, why are you thinking about selling the tape? Are you? Do you not think? I can tell you a high school. I can tell you. No, not even a high school dropout. You're a middle school dropout. I can definitely tell. Right. There's no way someone is going to think, hey, let me go ahead and sell this tape while I rob the place. That's the brightest thing I could do. No one's going to ever just basically give the tape away to get me arrested. There's no way. Right, right. No no way that uh, one of these people are going to get in trouble with... Uh I don't know, cocaine or whatever, and the house is raided by police and they find the tape. No way that's ever going to happen. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we get the scene where uh, Chain and I can't remember the, what was the female name? Uh, uh, was it? No, it wasn't Ken. Uh, oh, Kane and his girlfriend or the one he wants to be his girlfriend? That's what I'm trying to remember. Ronnie. Ronnie, yeah, her. Basically, that was that was Jada Pinkett. Do you recognize her? Not really, because he looks younger in that one. Oh, she was a baby in that movie. She was younger in that movie than she was in Set It Off. And with this, is basically that her 
Ronnie and she's trying to convince Shane that he needs to change. You keep saying Shane. His name is Kane. Oh, Kane. Which is an unusual name, especially. Well, actually, his his mother and father were crackheads. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like so Ronnie's trying to convince Kane that you know he needs to change because he's not doing anything, and she's basically trying to. If, I'm trying to remember the scene where he's basically in the room with her son. They're playing a game at first. I don't even know what game they're playing, but apparently, right. I guess it's supposed it's to be on some a, kind of fighting game. I guess it's on a PlayStation One. I guess no, that's I a Genesis. That was a oh, Genesis. Oh, that was a Genesis. Control. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're playing a game, some type of fighting game, and because Kane is losing a little bit, he decides to take the gun out of his pocket and put it on the shelf. Well, it was with, in his. It was in his waist. Yeah, in his waist, and, and it was uncomfortable. So he took it out. Took it out. Put it on the shelf, and then that's when the little kid's like, "Hey, what's that? I want to see it." And I'm like. Are we going to repeat what happened in the first part? Right, of the movie? right, right. And that's basically this movie is about parallels. Like you see the same thing happen. And I think the the, the message that he's trying to send is out a lot of, uh, you see a lot of repeating patterns, a lot of the same things happen over and over again. And, and that's why the cycle of violence continues to repeat in some of these neighborhoods because people grow up in these situations and this is all they know. And, and, they just basically start teaching the younger generation the exact same thing that they learned. Which is still they going learn. on today. Right, right, right. Still going on today. Yeah, you know, she gets mad because she sees her son holding a gun, even though it's not loaded like Kane says. She doesn't care. She wants him to stop leaving money. And she basically, well, he doesn't leave. Uh, she doesn't have him to leave. It's, he's getting a pager. And so right. he leaves on his own. Right, right. Cause he uh he he a drug dealer, so he got paged. Yeah. So now he got a he got a bounce. Was, to oh, do. another good one. Old dog shooting a base head because the base head wanted some drugs and he didn't have the money, but all he had was a burger. Right, right, right. And the other thing is that uh, that's another impactful. That's the thing that almost everybody remembers about this movie. They remember that very first scene, and they remember this scene where we're talking about. <laughs> I suck your dick. And he's like, man, what you say to me? What you say to me? Cow, 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 cow. Then talking about anybody want a cheeseburger? I'm like, no, nobody wanted cheeseburger. Or somebody you just killed. And of course they don't want it because it's like they already know like, like everyone in the French group know old dog ain't riding in right. the head at the mo at all. Right, right. So they basically try to, you know, do their best not to trigger him. Right. Uh yeah, I think that that's true. Um, let's see. Uh, what's another good one? Uh, okay. So when that girl that Kane hooked up, uh, cousin, there's a female that he hooks up with. He gets the number, and this is like when he's going to a barbecue party. He gets the number from this girl. He hangs yeah. out her uh, one night, has sex with her. He said he used protection. Next, thing you know, he gets a call from her, saying, and then she tells him that he's pre- uh, that she's pregnant. He doesn't believe her. Hangs up. And so she has her cousin go to him to basically, I don't know, to talk or whatever, but yeah, you know, it's supposed to be to talk to get him to take responsibility. But that ain't gonna happen. And so Kane punches him, beats him up. That's when Kane's grandfather come out, tell him to come inside, and then Old Dog gets a little kick in because, you know, it's Old Dog. <laughs> right. That yeah, was, he always liked to kick people after they get shot or beat up. And that was a good scene. Uh I believe this is when he was getting, when Kane was also getting kicked out of the house from his grandparents' yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, So, And at that moment, Kane had already decided that he was going to move with Ronnie to Atlanta, Georgia, because he had to talk with two other people, and that was Ronnie and... Uh, well, at the time, he was talking with uh, 
what you call it? Um, see, no, nah, I didn't forgot. It was right. It, was Sharif. Sharif. Sharif father. and Sharif father. Sharif's so father was like, you know, Sharif told me that you, uh, him and this other guy had a talk where they are going to move to Kansas. And it's like, well, you're not doing anything. And it's like, come on, you need to. It's better to actually move out of here because you're not doing anything. And if you're going to stay here, all you can do is survive. Right. That's basically all you can do. Survive from basically the ghetto and the police themselves. Yeah, the most impactful thing he told them it was that to survive. the hunt is on and you're the prey. That that was that was Charles S. Dutton. Then, he was doing his acting thing right there. He was and, doing his acting and thing. Again, he, and then Ronnie <laughs> also gave him the talk about how C got a job and is in Atlanta. And C wanted him to move with them because... Again, he's not doing anything. And they had this talk for like, I believe, two times. First time was in the house. Second time was at the hospital. And again, trying to convince him. And he is convinced to move is when we get to the grandparents scene of him getting kicked out. He tells him, can I just stay for a little longer? Because in like a few days, I'm going to be moving to Atlanta with Ronnie. And, you know, they are, they don't care. They want him out. Because it's not Casey, that they don't care. They they raised him since he was a child. Yeah, they raised him. It's just that they, he's, he's basic. And he's already bad, right? They, he's He's been bad the entire time. So that parents. fight outside of his house, that was basically the last draw. And it was like, no, you, you got to go now, right? Because it's like, we, we done put up with you your entire life. You got to go now. Because he's a grown man at this point. He's graduated high school. And... uh. And he just can't continue to stay there. He's like, can I see for two weeks? Two more weeks? No, this is that hard love. <laughs> uh, then we have the scene where him and Sarif are driving. Actually, before that, when he does get his car, he's talking about getting some rims. And instead of paying for it, he decides to jack some for some rims. Where this guy has some gold rims, he drove up to this fast food place. Kane follows him behind, park his car, get out of his car. And then I don't again. I don't know why his car is unlocked. That's another thing. Why is your car unlocked? Right, right, right. But it in, wouldn't have matter because dude had a gun. Yeah, but that's yeah. true. But Kane yeah. gets inside, basically tells him that he wants all his things because that's what he's taking the radio, he's taking the rims, he's taking his gold gold chains, and he also wanted a che- uh, double cheeseburger. Right, 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 right. And the guy <laughs> orders like, yeah, can I? They was at a a drive through. A drive through, and right. he was like, yeah, can I get a cheeseburger? And he was like, can I get a double? Can I get a double, double burger? hamburger? Double hamburger. He's like, I said I want a double hamburger with cheese. He's like, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can I get a double hamburger with cheese? And he's like, see that? You better get yourself killed over this. Right, right, I'm like, right. You're really gonna kill him over a double hamburger with cheese? Okay then. I understand right. the rims and all, I guess, but okay. Then. So, and now, jacking somebody for the rims is just mad complicated. You basically have to jack your whole, the whole the car. The whole car just right. to get the rims. Right. And that's basically what he did. So, um, yeah. And that's basically shown how deep he was into this this criminal lifestyle. And, and the dude that he was jacking was a criminal himself. So, as far as he was concerned, all fair is fair. He's surprised that they that dude didn't send his crew to come over. It's like he just making enemies everywhere. <laughs> like it, if it if it wasn't the uh the girl that he may or may not have impregnated, sent her cousin, then it would have been this dude sending his crew, right? So yeah, who knows? Yeah, right. It, it's just a huge uh it's not even a cycle of violence, it's a kaleidoscope of violence that that continuously that that can continues, uh unabated. So uh you got anything else? Uh, Sharif and Kane driving in the car, and they get pulled over by the cops, and the cops don't even give them, you know, say to their rights to just get beat up right, and right, dropped right. off in a, in a different neighborhood. Right. Luckily, in that neighborhood, the Mexican gang are nice. 
Well, it's not that they were nice. No. It's just that they were. Uh, they knew that the, the dudes. Was, yeah, they just got that, dropped they, off. They after just got dropped off. By cops. They were beat up. So probably didn't even know they would beat up by cops. But they they knew that those kids weren't trying to cause any trouble. Yeah. Like it's one thing if if you see somebody creeping around your neighborhood, you think they're causing trouble. You see somebody and they beat within an inch of their life and they just lying on the ground. Probably not there to cause trouble and and took them to uh took them to the hospital, and. You know, and here's the thing about it: people have been saying this about police for years and years, and nobody believed us. Like nobody, I didn't believe people when they told me that. Oh yeah, the police be going around beating up people. And I'm like, nah, man, they don't be beating up people. But like, what happened in this film is a type of stuff that not only has happened but continues to happen to this day. So, um, but now with the age of uh, like phone video and. What you call it? Uh, video. Yeah, everybody having to be, video cameras. To be secretive. Right. They're, they're trying to be more secretive. Brutality, but, but it's not working because they also got body cameras on them, so it's even harder for them. Right. It's harder for them because they got body cameras, and they have to turn on their body cameras because it's uh, it's not yet criminal for them not to turn on their body cameras, but it should be. It should. I be mean, criminal. they do get in trouble if they don't if they turn it off or they don't have it on. They they get heavily in trouble for that. Right. They get in trouble, but they don't get like fired. It's like this, the consequences are never severe enough. But yeah, so this is the type of and in Los Angeles, especially the police just act like another gang. So that's what them they saw uh, s- some black kids driving in a nice car. So they decided, well, these are the people that we can abuse, and and we're not going to get in trouble for it. So that's all that was about. So yeah, um, that was also an impactful, uh, uh, an impactful moment. The last scene is when Ronnie. Ronnie Kane, O-Dog, and a bunch of other people are basically helping Ronnie move her stuff out of the house into a van. And as they're doing that, uh, the cousin from before that got beat up is deciding to get revenge to go suit Kane because he did not like how he got beaten up. So right. he goes with some people. The cousin, the, His cousin also tries to stop him, telling him that he doesn't have to do this. But he's like, no, I have to, whatever. And I'm like, okay. Even though you don't have to, nothing was hurt. All you did was get beat up. That's all. I don't see how getting beat up equals. Well, to... it's it's not, it's more than just getting beat up. First, he was uh, disrespected. Then he was embarrassed. So he was disrespected and embarrassed. And now this dude that he thinks impregnated his cousin is not going to live up to his responsibility. So he has to save face. So the only way he feel like he can save face is to kill. Uh, him and all of his friends. Yeah, I guess. And actually, you know what? Before that, I'm also get to the scene where uh, there's a party with them with Ronnie at their house. They're having a party. They're having a going away party. They're going for away Ronnie, party right. for Ronnie and Kane. And, right. And you know, Kane and Ronnie do have sex at that party. But then because like, that's when Ron, uh, Kane finally decides that he's going to yeah, move with Ronnie yeah, to but Atlanta. Then there's a guy who's been, I guess, harassing Ronnie. And Kane didn't like that. And Kane asked Old Dog for his gun. And instead of suiting the guy, he just pistol whips him right. a couple of times. Right. And that guy didn't like getting pistol whipped. And his friend is taunting him, saying, like, oh, right. yeah, this is boxing. later. This is yeah, way this, later. That's like a day way, later. Day later. And, and the, the dude, talk, like, dude watching the boxing match. Like, yeah, this like, this, man. It's like, it's, this is the same with you and Kane when Kane is just whooping you, man. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you taunting him? Right. He and just then kept beca- and then he's getting more uh, annoyed and pissed off. To the point where he's like, he's going to take the tape that Kane has been selling like a dumbass. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sell it. Take it. He's like, I'm going to give this to the cops. Right, right, right. 
So, uh, but see, nothing comes of that really. Yeah, nothing. They, uh, I mean, I guess because I think they did show a clip of King, uh, Old Dog getting arrested. No, I could have sworn he did. No, uh, oh, okay. No, they he didn't. They didn't really do anything with that because it's like if he got arrested, he wouldn't have been out of jail like for the um, yeah, final scene. So, I mean, but um, either nothing... way, that's it. Feels like they should have had that where. I mean, like after Kane got shot, they should have had that. Where I think I understand why why they uh why they ended it right there. I think they ended it right there because you you know Tate is going to go to jail because the theme of the movie is that you stay in that hood life, you either going to go to jail or you're going to get killed. Yeah, but right? I believe Old Dog was probably going to go and get revenge first, and then he was going to end up getting arrested later on. Right, right. That's what that's what I feel like. That's how it should have ended, really. Right, 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 right. Old Dog right. goes to get revenge because they shot Kane and uh Sarif. Yeah, they, they shot, shot they Kane and Sharif, and then the other dude. I think his name is Keith. He he ran up and I think he was either in the house or he ran in the house, so he survived. He helped protect uh, Ronnie because what happened was, and then what's his name? I remember what happened. They're outside. They're packing stuff up. The guys comes up. Uh, I, again, I forgot the other guy's name. Is in the house with I think it's Ronnie like Keith. Yeah, Keith is in the we house with Ronnie. Keith. <laughs> yeah, is in, Keith is in the house with Ronnie, basically making sure to get everything else out. The little kid is outside on his new big wheel because that's what uh, Kane bought him. Right. Even though Kane was like, "You still keep bumming into me after I bought you this new big wheel." Right. Right. And that's when the car pulls up. They all have ski masks on except for the cousin. They come in with Uzis and and like pistols too. They shot. Sarif gets shot first, and then Kane starts to run, but he gets shot. Then he turns around to protect the little kid from getting shot. And this also goes back to an earlier scene where Kane is like, I'm not going to go up and shoot a little bunch, uh, bunch of kids and old people. Right, right, right. Because I right. don't want to do that. Right. And, old, and again, because it's old dog, he does not care. Right, right, right. Old dog kicks out his pistol, starts shooting back. He, he, old dog does not get shot somehow. Right, right. And, you know, but Kane is full of boys. Sharif is dead. And that's and that's how they basically end the the movie where Kane dies because he was in the hood for too long, living that gangster life for too much. Old dog basically is I'm just gonna he's probably gets his revenge and thrown in jail after that because the cops find out. Uh, the little kid and Ronnie goes ahead and move down to Atlanta after what happened. Right. Uh, Keith moves without uh Sharif. Sure. Keith moved. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, without to Sharif to, to Kansas. Kansas. So does the father. He also goes yeah, to Kansas. Keith got. Well, I don't know if the father moves to Kansas, but Keith. No, I believe maybe. I think the father probably thought about it. Too. No, I, I think because he, he yeah. probably stayed in. Yeah, he probably stayed. But Keith has a. Uh, he got a football scholarship. Yeah. So that's why he goes. So and here's the thing. Um, oh, there's also uh, an impactful scene where. Where Kane is talking to. Uh, Pernell. Oh yeah, I forgot. Were, and that Kane they was, was talking to Pharrell. And Pernell's, Pharrell's like, "Hey, I already know, because I know she loves you. I know you love her too. Take care of her and my son, but also teach what I taught you to my son." I'm like, yeah. "No, he said, don't teach. Oh yeah, don't teach. Don't him. teach my son because he doesn't want his son to I, land in jail or be dead on the street." Right, right. And I think that's what convinced him. Yeah, also to convinced him his decision to go to. Atlanta, because it's like this is the guy he looked up to. This is like the hardest dude doing the life and the hardest dude he knows. Somebody who was like a father to him, and it's basically like his father telling him, "Go ahead and get out of this yeah. life and move to Atlanta." And that's how he made his. Decision. And it also goes back to an earlier scene where, as as Kane as a kid, 
held a gun as an early age and drunk liquor at an early age. Right, right. But then when it comes to the newer kid, he makes the first mistake of letting him hold the gun, but he fixed the mistakes on making sure he doesn't drink liquor at an early age. Right, right, right. Because so, he um, wants to fix that. He doesn't want that little kid right. to go down that road again. This or is where, the same road that he went down right. or Pharrell went down. This is where you see Kane trying to break the cycle that they're in. So, um, actually, there was something I was trying to look up, but I forgot. So, one, one of the things I kind of wanted to point out that uh, a lot of this, well, <laughs> I only want to say that uh, one of the main points of this movie that is it, being narrated. So, one of the shocker is that, you know, because it's the, the film is being narrated by the main character, you expect the main character to live, and he doesn't. So, I was like, whoa, that, that's a shocker. This is a tragedy, and you don't see many tragedies. In, in modern cinema, in modern storytelling, you don't see many. You expect the hero to win. It's very rare. So when you see it, it's shocking. Actually, since he died, you expect someone else to be telling his story, not himself. Right, right, That's another right, thing. Right, so that... So maybe he did survive. Maybe. Who knows? I think they... they even were, though he claims that he... Even though him, he claimed himself that it was, you know, already... It was over for him. Right. It was, but it's just kind of weird. And it feels like he what he did survive. He just ended up going to jail. Well, they, it, it happens sometimes. They're, they're, it's not common. But there, there are a few stories where they it's told by the dead person's point of view. Like you find out at the end that that person who's telling the story is dead. So I think this is this is one of those movies. But the only thing I would say is that uh, so the main character Kane, played by Tyron Turner, not not a great leading man, not a great, not a great actor at this point. <laughs> He's probably better uh, now, but it's like I, I never really felt like he was. Uh, I don't know his his. It, his acting just wasn't there yet. Uh, a, a lot of the other actors were a little bit better, uh, but as far as he himself, it was as for carrying a movie, did not do great job. It's like I'm, I'm famous for saying that I can't really tell when somebody is not a good actor, but in this case, it's like ugh, it's I can I'm cringing at this point, cringing at his acting. But uh, everything everything else is pretty good. I, I would say this his acting is probably the weakest part of this movie. So, uh, so that's it for our favorite parts. What would you think of this movie? It was good. See, I knew you would like it. Here's the thing: I didn't know if I was gonna like it because I only seen it one time. It was on a grainy copy of a copy of somebody who shot the movie in a movie theater or video cassette. So, um, and to me, like when you're displaying a bunch of dudes that are basically just shooting each other, it's offensive to me. But I. Uh, upon watching it this time, I can I understand the story that I was trying to tell. So I I wanted to show you this movie not because I liked it, but because I know that it's an important story to tell, especially about how things were back then and how things continue to be in some aspects today. So uh, it, it's just one of the most important films in in our history, and and we needed to watch it. So I'm glad you was able to see it, liked it, but that's also good. You, you got that. Don't have to watch it again now. You've done it. You can tell people that you've seen Menace to Society and people will give you daps for it. So <laughs> let's move on to the trivia. And I will start off. Tupac Sakur was originally cast to play Sharif, but was fired, which led to a physical fight with co-director Alan Hughes. Sakur was charged with assault and battery. Sakur bragged about the altercation on an appearance with... <laughs> On MTV, on Yo MTV Raps, 1988, a tape of the appearance was played at the trial 
as evidence against Secure. Secure was sentenced to 15 days in jail. Wow, that, that sounds like a lot will happen in the movie. <laughs> that just sounds like, <laughs> like ignorance. Why would you brag about it? Just come on. Well, it was already on tape, so it didn't matter. He's bragging about it because he wanted to show how hard he is. See how hard I am? This is probably after he already spent his 15 days in jail. I'm just saying the exact same thing happened in the movie. So it's like life uh, imitating art, imitating life all over again. Produ- uh, production was shut down for two days when members of the ha- Hacienda Hacienda Village Bloods HVB shot up the set in Jordan Do- in Jordan Downs, a housing project area and a place considered uh, crypt territory. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's hard. A few scenes ended up being deleted from the final film. A prison riot scene was cut due to it being deemed too intense and would have bumped it to an N-17. Another reason is because it was complicated for the Hughes brothers since they didn't know how to film and choreograph an action sequence yet. So it was like beyond their purview and they wisely cut it from the film. All right. New Line Cinemas mandated that the platinum rapper be cast in the film. And so MC Ehat? Eight. Oh, MC Eight was cast as AWAX. AWAX was the older character yeah. that that was that you kept referring to. So AWAX was the dude that was in the car when uh they went and killed those other dudes at the at the dining and or also, the dine out. And also takeout. went to hijack a car. Right, 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 to hijack the car. So that was AWAX. So the character played by MC eight, the rapper. And oh, oh, I think it's in the in the trivia. So uh, I, when we get to it, we'll read it. So according to screenwriter Tiger Williams. The character Old Dog is supposed to be only 15 years old, and his friends were all 17 and 18 years old. That that didn't work out. That that he did not look or feel 15 years old. The dude feel fully like he was at least 19. <laughs> he should have cast a younger dude. Director Alan Hughes says that the movie, the movie that was made wasn't really the movie he wanted to make. It was 80% there, but the Hughes brothers didn't think that it was hard or edgy enough they knew they had something when editing was done but it wasn't what they had hoped for they blamed themselves and also not having enough time to do certain things like how much harder did it need to be they, they i guess they wanted a mortal combat hard i guess i don't know <laughs> no i'm pretty sure they wanted some tough life hard yeah yeah uh i guess they wanted that prison scene but they didn't know how to film it so clifton powell mc8 and samuel l jackson have later voiced major antagonists in the 2004 popular video game Grand Theft Audio. Oh, damn. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which Menace to Society served as one of the one of its main inspirations. That's interesting. Right. MC8 ablived most of his lines to authenticate the portrayal of gang life in the film. That's what that's the trivia that I meant to point out. So MC8, yeah. He ad-libbed his lines. He didn't even have to read the script. <laughs> so all the things that he said, <laughs> that, that was just him. So Tiger Williams wrote the script in 28 days and over six weeks. He and the Huge Brothers developed the story together. So that's it for the trivia. Let's head over to see what the critics think. So the critics gave it 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience gave it a 93%. And IMDb reviews gave it a 7.8 out of 10. 
Right, we have Chris Hicks from Desert News. Desert. Oh, Desert News. Unlike Boys in the Hood and Juice, however, this one is so downbeat and depressing, there seems to be little hope for anyone who comes out of these neighborhoods. I think the point of the movie is that a lot of times people don't get out. And yeah, it's supposed to be depressing because that's how it is. This dude does not realize this is real life, and he's trying to say that everything... It has to have a happy ending. You know what, Chris Hicks? It, it don't always end up happy, right? Sometimes it's a tragedy. This is real life. Maybe you should go to hood, see how people live at. You know what? You just like the white dude that was trying to get the black dude steal his car. You you that dude, right? You don't understand. It's hard out here in these streets. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm pontificating. So James Baradellini. Hold on. Let me see if I can try that again. Nope, I'm not going to. <laughs> He's from Real Views. It won't be a fun time, at least not in the conventional sense, but you'll sit through a 97-minute odyssey that won't be quickly forgotten. And I believe that's true. It's not a fun time a lot of times. A lot of like I said, they're all bad guys here. They're all except for Jada Pinkett, they're all bad guys, and she's suspect because she's cavorting with bad guys. Really, it's just uh um Ronnie, played by Jada Pinkett, there's a the Charles S. Dutton character, and then they're the uh What's his name's grandparents? Um, Kane's grandparents and the Korean store owners. That's that's about it. Those are the only good people in this film, right? Oh, Sharif's father. I don't know how you're forgetting about him. Yeah, Charles S. Dutton played Sharif's father yeah. and Sharif really. Yeah, but, Sharif because he wasn't the one smoking. Right, or dr- he he didn't drinking. smoke. He didn't drink. He didn't gangbang. He was he was actually there trying to get his friends to stop. He's the ultimate good guy here. He's a tragic figure because he died in the film, but he he's the ultimate good guy it's yeah, like because you also remember he changed he went to being muslim right and right because if i was like even if like as long as this allah guy changes my son i'm all for it right i don't care as long as it makes him good right because uh sharif used to get in a lot of trouble and he changed his life around so um and so sharif is what kane is trying to pivot to he's trying to pivot to where sharif is even though he doesn't realize it yet so and in and, and this way, it's like in, in moving to Atlanta, getting out of South Central and being at Ronnie, the, you know, that sort of thing that, that would pivot him away from the life that he's on right now. But, you know, it, it didn't work out. So um, and what was the other character? I guess Keith, the football player, because he really he smoked and he drank and whatnot. But he really but he wasn't was about that gang talking life. Like, you know, let's move out. I, me and Sharif are moving to Kansas. Right, you right, right. You should come too. Right, right. So he's he's not really a gang. Because he he's like, what are you doing? You ain't doing nothing around here. Right, right. Nothing. Right, right. So he just he just hang out with him. But he's not he's not the gangbanger. So um, but pretty much everybody else, they're all bad. They're all bad seeds. And uh, I can't identify with them you know i i can't even really sympathize with them all i can do is see what they do but i can't really connect with them on any level really so uh we also have stefan holden from the new york times if menace to society is terrific on ambiance it's considerably less successful in revealing character and i think this dude does not know how to watch movies because they all had there was all great characters. This, this, these are just people that he he doesn't recognize. These aren't characters that he recognizes. That's that's what it is. Because I, I think all of the characters were well developed. If you didn't know that Old Dog was crazy, or that Kane was uh, lost and confused, or that his his grandparents was crazy religious, or Sharif was 
a Muslim, if you didn't I get mean, all to be honest, it, you can already tell old dog is a crazy person. Uh, right. But that's that what I'm first saying. scene mm-hmm. is already right. established. Mm-hmm. This man is crazy and he has a trigger. Right. Right. So the character is built in this film. So I don't know what the Stefan dude is talking about. Who's who the last one? Roger Ebert. Our frenemy. Roger Ebert. We haven't, yours, we haven't read his. Yours. We haven't read from him for a while. What, your what, frenemy what, from Chicago Sun-Times. <laughs> Anyone who views this film thoughtfully must ask why our society makes guns easier to obtain and use uh, than does any other country in civilized world. And that is only the most obvious of many questions the film inspires. Right. Yeah, yeah why you know do what? we just get guns yeah, easier to right. acquire? Come yeah. on, in all honesty, I, only the cops should have the guns. No, I, well, I disagree with that. I, I, I mean, I guess, but I, still. I don't, I don't agree that... Only the cops should have guns, but I do I just agree. believe that if you're going to have a gun, it needs to be for good intent and not just for, oh, I'm going to use it for it to for robbery. I, if it's for protection, I understand. That's understandable and reasonable. But then when it's like for robbery or whatever else, that's just, nah, it's not even reasonable. Right, right. And then, uh, you know, it, it, it's a complicated question that we're not going to answer on this show. But I do know that... Uh, you know, it, they are way too easier to get than they should be. Uh, so, because there's no screening process. It's like people say, uh, like we, one of the main things that most people agree on is that you should keep guns and out of the hands of people who are mentally unstable. And so what other people would say is like, well, who's to decide who, who a person who is unstable? Like who, who makes that decision? And that's a dumb question because you know who when somebody is unstable, you know when somebody ain't right. I mean, if they have a trigger like, oh, no, then you right, know they're right. unstable. You know when somebody ain't right, you ain't, got, you ain't even got to ask that question. You just worry that somebody might identify you as somebody who's unstable and and you're probably you probably are you probably are unstable you just don't want people to finger you so anyway <laughs> so uh we're coming to a close in this show finally um menace to society is of at this re- as of this recording available on hbo max so we're going to be off next week or or i think we will probably will we're going to a family reunion so there probably won't be a new recording next week so i invite you to check out our massive film library at our website or go to your favorite podcast apps. All of our episodes there. We got, this is the 42nd episode. So you got like 41 episodes to check out. They're, they're all great episodes. Just check out your favorite movie and see what we got to say about them. And the next episode, we're going to check out U.S. Marshals. So you can watch that. It's on HBO Max. And then come back in two weeks and hear about it from us. We're going to take a break. So one last time, if you like this show, then please help us grow. To do, to do this, you can rate us or you can write a review on podchaser.com or Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And you can also share our show with someone. Uh, you can uh, hashtag or you can at Backlick Cinema on your favorite social media sites. Don't forget, you can contact us at fanmail at backlookcinema.com. Believe me, it matters. Be safe. Hug your loved ones and be outstanding.